0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the uh, Paranormal Peeps podcast. I am your host, Josh. I'm running solo today. Uh, Jamie and Elisa are both uh, unavailable tonight, um, which is kind of their loss because we have a great guest on. Um, We have uh, Vincent Field. Um, He is an author of Astral Projection and Lucid Dreaming. Hey, how's it going, man? Uh, Thanks for having me on the podcast. Hey, you know, absolutely. it's neat to, uh, to talk to paranormal authors and people that have, you know, gone out and, and, uh, experienced some, uh, different things. Um, and I would definitely say this is one of those things that I have, uh, never experienced in, in my life. It's really neat to have you on.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I've been, um, having these experiences since I was 14 years old. So I've had, uh, Quite a few interesting uh, encounters over the years.
0: What was it got you into uh, astral projection? Was it was it something you read or just something you heard about? Like, what was it that, that got you into it?
1: Yeah, you know, um, back in the day, I was pretty interested in paranormal topics. And um, <clears throat> I came across the concept of astral projection on the Internet. This was back in uh, maybe 1999 or 2000, you know, like the, the early... Years of the internet, but, yeah. You know, the web pages took like ten minutes to load. <laughs> you got dial-up so, going on. Uh, I, you know, I realized like this was a thing. I, ne- I never heard about it before, and I thought it was so cool. I really wanted to try it, so you know, I did all this research, and finally, I found a, a technique that you know they said you know do this, and you'll have a, an out-of-body experience. And so I tried it, and after you know less than a week,
0: I was able to do it. Oh, that is. That is quick. So, just for mm. our, our listeners, can you can you explain what actually what astral projection is? Um, yeah, well,
1: astral projection is uh, is basically a, a type of out of body experience in which your consciousness leaves the physical body and travels into uh, higher dimensions of reality, which uh, are co- commonly called the astral dimension. Although uh, the astral dimension actually consists of a multitude of dimensions so basically reality exists in a spectrum of many different dimensions and so the physical dimension is just one that's the one that we experience um but during astral projection your consciousness shifts into um other layers of this uh, spectrum of
0: reality, you know, higher dimensions. So are there lower dimensions as well, or is like the physical plane the lowest you can go?
1: It seems like the physical dimension is like our base dimension. Okay. So it's basically the lowest. Now, in terms of um, astral projection, you can experience a whole uh, range of different dimensions, higher and lower. And, and really, the lower dimensions exist um, very uh, close to the physical dimension. You know, the the lowest dimension that you could experience during astral projection is a dimension that's just slightly higher than uh, the physical dimension. And, you know, there, there's basically no limit as to how high you can go from there. It's just a matter of, you know, practice and uh, development and knowing what you're doing.
0: Okay. So... I say kind of scary in a sense, like you're leaving your body in that avenue. Is there any like risk to your human body as you're like, you know, traveling through these other dimensions?
1: No, you know, that's a common misconception because um, your body isn't actually uh, empty during these experiences. There are actually um, many dimensions or many layers of uh, the energy body or the spirit body, you know, you can call it the astral body, call it what you want. Um, but um, uh, essentially we have the main energy body, which is basically like the spiritual counterpart to the physical body. So that remains attached to the physical body all throughout our lives. And that never separates. Okay. But during astral projection, what happens is. Like finer layers, um, finer energy bodies project from this main energy body. In that sense, yeah, the body is never left empty. I've had experiences where I was aware of um, this main energy body inside my body and the other energy bodies which were out in higher dimensions simultaneously. Uh, so, so I know for a fact, uh, that there are these various, um, aspects of the energy body that they separate temporarily during the projection and then they integrate when you go back into the body.
0: Okay. So it's kind of like a, not, you're not leaving everything behind. You're just, it's just a a fragment of, of your consciousness that moves wherever it's going. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's really neat. I haven't, uh, <clears throat> I honestly haven't delved too deep into astral projection and the understanding of that. So that's really good. That's really good information. So what was like? What was your first experience like? So it took you a week when you were 14 years old to figure this out. So what was it like? What? Just kind of walk us through that.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, um, I did the technique, and uh, the projection triggered, and I experienced. This state of, it's commonly called vibrations, and it feels like this strong buzzing energy coursing all through your body, and after that, I felt this um, weightless sensation, and I started to float up, and I floated up out of my body, and, uh, you know, I was just floating in my room, and um, I flew out the window, and I flew into the sky, and, you know, I kind of took a little trip around my neighborhood and um and that was pretty much it it was pretty short but it was incredible
0: so it's one of those things like you can see your body there you know where you left it and you can see you know everything else going on in your room is that is that kind of how that works in that avenue
1: (laughs) well that depends on what dimension you project into so typically uh the dimensions closest to the physical uh physical dimension You will be able to see your body in bed and maybe some things happening, um, you know, in the real world. I wouldn't say real world, but, you know, the physical world. Right. Um, But if you project into higher dimensions, um, you'll be well beyond, um, you know, the physical world. So you probably won't see your body. But not only that, you'll project into an environment that's completely different from the physical world.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's um that is not how I thought astral projection was at all. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, that's really neat. You know, with everything we've had good and bad experiences. So, what are some of your I'd say your best experiences? Like the the ones that, you know, you know, lightened your heart and made you feel, you know, good about what was going on.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um one of the first ones was meeting my deceased great-grandmother. Oh, wow. Yeah, I I left my body, and, um, you know, before having the out-of-body experience, I I made the intention to do this. You know, I, I decided I want to try this, see if it's possible, and so I was out of my body, and I screamed, I want to see my great-grandmother, and, you know, um, I set this intention uh, with, like, full desire, I screamed it at the top of my lungs, I mean... Metaphorically speaking, because speech doesn't really work like that in the astral. But instantly I found myself in space, in outer space, and I was shooting through space like like a bullet, like flying past stars and planets, and it was incredible. Um and it was like I was being like pulled by this force. And um and shortly after that I found myself approaching this light in the distance, and as I got closer, I realized um this was my great grandmother. It was like she was like radiating with this this white light, and you know we uh we communicated, and it was a pretty incredible experience
0: Does so had you ever met her uh while she was alive?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I was pretty close with her I mean she had died uh, a few years before that
0: okay. Okay so you're well you're aware of what she looked like and how she sounded that's really neat so it sounds like cuz i guess we we think of like um at least in the sense of paranormal like we see we we sense or we talk about meeting our our dead relatives and stuff in this plane in this physical existence and so um to see them to to visit them in something that's not even on earth it's somewhere out you know in the cosmos it seems to be very Different from what you kind of expect.
1: Yeah, well, in my experience, um, it's logical because uh, when we die, we go into these uh, non-physical dimensions that are beyond the physical dimension. So, so basically, you know, during astral projection, um, you're going into their territory. So, I, I think you know, an encounter is much more likely than in the physical world.
0: Yeah, that kind of makes sense. I mean, it's I guess we put things into the knowledge that we have, right? And so we only think about things in, in what we've experienced and so you know, people talk about like what would you do if when you die, you know, cuz now the 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 bounds of physics don't exist anymore and people are like, "Yeah, I'd travel to all over the earth." And it's like, "But you don't have to. You can travel anywhere."
1: Right, right. You know, it, it reminds me, a lot of people ask me over the years, oh, have you ever been to, like, Egypt and this place and this place on Earth? And I always say, oh, there is so much more to experience than a few landmarks on our planet. You know, it, those don't even come close to piquing my interest
0: anymore. Yeah, I could see that. I guess my question would be, like, did you get a chance to, like, you know, go through the rings of Saturn and and experience the, the solar system that we know it as itself? <coughs>
1: I can't say that I've been in our physical solar system, but I've had many experiences out in space, you know, in certain solar systems. Um, and these experiences are really like beyond words because in this state, you're not only looking at the planet or the star, Mm -hmm. but you're kind of experiencing its energy almost directly. And, it's so intense and it's so foreign and different from anything that I've experienced, you know, from this world that it's almost scary. And sometimes it gets a little too intense.
0: I guess I can imagine, like, if you're feeling the energy uh, from another uh, heavenly body, such as a planet or a star, I mean, I can imagine, like, one, it's a, it's something that you physically have never experienced before. And so like you don't know how to react to it, you don't know how uh it's supposed to go. Like it's a it's a complete foreign type of of experience for us. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I guess that that begs the question. Like if you're if you get to, you know, explore outer space, right, and go around the world, you know, it's obvious that people are going to wonder like have you met aliens and what do they look like?
1: Uh yeah, yeah, I've <laughs> I've had many encounters with aliens over the years. What do they look like? I've encountered um, several different, I don't know if you want to call them species or groups, um, but the ones that visited me the most were almost identical to the alien that's on the cover of Willie Strieber's Communion. Do you know that book? I don't okay uh it's also a movie um with christopher walken made in the the 80s pretty cool movie uh but basically it looks like a typical gray alien okay Uh, you know like the triangular shape head the big black slanted eyes but the skin color is like a light orange oh interesting and um yeah yeah so um one of my first experiences with uh, these aliens, uh, probably uh, a few years after I started projecting. Um, now, in the beginning, I had a bunch of scary experiences with uh, shadow people. So oh. I would project from my body, and there would be this this huge uh, shadow being just like standing next to my bed, like almost like waiting for me to to leave my body. And I encountered uh, those guys for for a while, and uh, you know. That was scary enough, as it is, but eventually, uh, that stopped happening, and then I started getting visited by these aliens you know in the same manner. Basically, I would leave my body and they would be there like waiting for me, like like sometimes like a whole group like standing around my bed.
0: so like do they I'm guessing they probably interacted interacted with you at that point in time, like knowing that you were you know going to be leaving your body in that avenue? Oh uh, yeah.
1: Well, the thing was, I was extremely terrified. I, I mean, before even starting astral projection, I was always afraid of aliens. Um, that that book and the movie *Communion* I told you about. Yeah. Uh, I think I first watched that when I was maybe eight years old, and uh, those aliens scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and I always not believe that. <laughs> I I always had this this fear of aliens, and I didn't really know why just something about the way they looked they just they made me feel so uncomfortable and and so now i'm seeing them like face to face and it was like it was like a, a nightmare like come true you know what i mean
0: yeah oh absolutely so, it's like it's like yeah. facing the your innermost fear essentially right
1: yeah so so in the beginning um i didn't really give it a chance to like communicate with them or anything like i would see them they'd be there And I would freak out and I'd go back into my body. And and how that works is kind of like when you have like an extreme reaction, like especially fear, while Mm -hmm. you're out of body, it's almost like there's this like protection mechanism and you automatically snap back into your body. So like you don't need to like fly back into your body. It's almost like an instantaneous thing and you're back in your body. And so uh, that's what would happen.
0: Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Like it's kind of like that um, uh, override mechanism, something that just keeps you safe, gets you back to where you need to be.
1: Yeah. One um, one of my first experiences with with aliens out of out of body was uh, was when I was I was out in the astral projection, just flying around, and uh, this house in the distance caught my attention. For some reason, I was drawn to it, so I flew over. I went inside the house. And I was just, you know, looking around, and next thing I know, there's an alien standing right next to me, and this alien, it looked more like a, a giant insect, like a, a praying mantis. Oh, wow. And and the next thing I knew, it was gone, and I had this feeling like I was missing time, like, like something happened, um, but... Either I, I couldn't remember, or like the memory was was blocked. Um, but I had this feeling like I was certain something happened with this alien. But all, all of a sudden it was gone, and um, and at, at that point I started to feel like <clears throat> the reality I was in was becoming too real, and I was afraid I was <laughs> like going to get stuck. Like that was going to that was going to be become my permanent uh like uh I don't know home dimension and uh I just got freaked out. And uh in that that case I, I flew back into my body. And um, after that I was basically stalked by these aliens even before I would actually project from my body. Um what happens usually is that um right before you actually like float out of your body, your consciousness shifts into the astral dimension. Um, so there's a moment where your consciousness is still occupying the same space as your your body, mm-hmm. um, but you're perceiving the astral dimension. And And so in these states, I would see these aliens, and sometimes they would be like bending over, like face to face, like looking into my eyes. And uh, it was really disturbing. Like sometimes their heads would kind of twitch from side to side, like almost like they had this like mechanical quality to them. Uh, this this one time, one of them reached into my mouth and reached into my throat, and I knew it wasn't reaching into my physical body. This was like in the astral dimension, but it was reaching into my astral body, and, and I felt it. It felt just like it was happening in my physical body, and it was.
0: Really oh, disturbing that's, that's that's definitely weird. So would you say the the aliens actually aren't part of the physical dimension then that they're actually part of the astral dimensions themselves? I'm certain that they operate in the astral dimension. I can't
1: say what like their home base is, like our home base is a physical dimension, and we we can visit the astral. I don't know if that's the case with them or maybe they can be in the physical and the astral simultaneously and operate in both at the same time. I don't know what the case is, but I know for sure that if you astral project, eventually you're going to run into one of these aliens. Wow.
0: I think that's partially fascinating and absolutely terrifying. I think in the same stroke.
1: Yeah. I mean, some people say, Oh, I want to be abducted. Like I want to, be visited by aliens. So, you know, maybe they would like it, but for the rest of us, uh, it's not always the most pleasant experience.
0: Yeah. I, I think that would be, ter- I mean, I guess it'd be a part of terrifying in a sense, right? Because like, if you're coming up out of your body and you know, you're surrounded by these creatures that are already looking at you, waiting for you to move, there's got to be that sense of dread, like uh, I'm already surrounded. I didn't even know it you know,
1: um, there would be times when they would, they would affect me with this energy. You know, I, I mentioned this, uh, vibrational state. Like you feel like energy coursing through your body right before you project from the body. Yeah. Uh, but the energy they affect me with, uh, it's different. Like it feels artificial and it feels like, like I can sense that it's coming directly from them when it hits me. Uh, like you said, it's like, this feeling feeling of dread just like washes over me and it's paralyzing and i can't move i can't do anything and not only during astral projections but i felt the same energy in dreams and in these dreams you know uh, i have crazy dreams like ufos are, are chasing me and i'm getting abducted and all this crazy stuff and you know who knows like even if they're dreams or if they're like some kind of experience like in the astral you know it's definitely possible there are there are similarities between the dream state and lucid dreams and astral projection it's It's kind of like they're all interconnected oh yeah at times um they would actually pull me out of my body so i would I would be in bed uh maybe meditating and then I feel hands grab my ankles and they start pulling me back and forth like like I feel like I'm swaying and then they just rip me right out of my body and it's against my will i mean I'm not trying to have an out-of-body experience and they pull me out and you know sometimes I actually feel pain um on my ankles like you know not my physical ankles but like in my energy body I, I feel pain mm-hmm. where they grab me and you know sometimes uh I'll find myself getting pulled down this like long corridor or the, you know they'll take me to this place or that place but I, I always cut these experiences short uh because I'm certain they don't have good intentions.
0: So it's like they can take you out but they can't keep you out. You can you can still pull yourself back. Right, right. I wonder in a sense if that's a form of if that's their actual form of alien of of abduction in in the sense, right? If the, they can actually force you out of physical plane into the astral plane. And for those who aren't knowledgeable in in how to move around that plane, they they obviously can't fight their way back. They don't know how they don't know those pieces. And so I wonder if that's how they actually can essentially abduct individuals.
1: Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I write about this in my book. One thing I've come to realize is that there are many aspects of uh, alien abductions that are practically identical to uh, astral projections. One common aspect of alien abductions is the state of paralysis um, that usually occurs just before like the aliens appear or the person is taken from, from their bed. And like I mentioned, like the same state of paralysis occurs right before astral projections because what happens is your body falls asleep. I mean, for the out-of-body experience to, to occur, your body needs to fall asleep and uh, your mind needs to stay awake, so you experience your body falling asleep and you feel the state of paralysis set in. What happens after that is, like I said, you can kind of perceive into the astral dimension even before you you leave the body. So a lot of times you'll enter that state of paralysis and you'll be able to to perceive the astral dimension. And you know what happened to me many times, I'd be surrounded by aliens, but I had the experience to know that this was the astral dimension to a person who doesn't have that discernment. They'll probably think it's the physical world. You right. Know what I mean, yeah. Another similar aspect is, is the levitating or the lifting. Um, a lot of times people say uh, they're lifted from their bed, you know, through the, the roof down to the sky, into a craft. Yep. And that's, that's what happens during astral projections. You know, um, you can, Fly right through anything in the astral dimension because there's no physical matter. So a lot of times you'll you'll lift out of your body, you'll fly through the wall or through the roof, and you know, uh, you know, you're free. Like what would happen to me? I was getting pulled out of my body by these entities, uh, but you know, it's possible that this is happening to other people, but they think they're actually like lifting or pulling their physical body and taking that.
0: Right. Yeah, I guess if you haven't had the experience, you can't discern the two apart because by the sounds of it, you can still feel pain and sensations in your astral body just as you would in your physical body. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, it's it's definitely not as common to to feel pain in the astral. Uh, I have on, on many occasions, but yeah, you definitely have sensations and a lot of times they're they're actually enhanced especially um like emotions
0: oh yeah i can imagine that so what is like what is like your most uh most profound experience while while moving in the astral projection
1: okay well i can't say there's just one but there are a few okay uh and they all involve uh, what i call the higher self the higher self is basically like the highest or, or the deepest level of who you are as a spiritual being. Mm-hmm. So how how it works is that who we know ourselves to be in this life is just a small part of a much larger consciousness uh, that we are a part of, but we're currently unaware of it. So the higher self experiences the physical world through many different lives and different personalities, different individuals. Uh, And not just sequentially, but also simultaneously. So this basically allows the the maximization of experience and growth and learning that can be attained from, you know, this particular level of reality. So uh, so during these experiences with uh, my higher self, I, I integrate or I merge with my higher self and I experience what it's like to exist at this higher level of consciousness and it, it's such like a, a mind-blowing and beautiful and blissful experience. Like it's truly beyond words. But um, I'd say these are, are my most profound experiences.
0: Is there one in particular like you can remember, like an event or, or conversations you had with your higher self that kind of just, you know, brings that out?
1: Yeah, it, it's not quite like meeting a person, but it's more like. You enter this higher state of consciousness and you experience existence in a completely different way. There, there, there's kind of like a, a download of information that takes place and you, and you have this realization that like you're a part of this higher being and connected with all these other individuals in such like an intimate way that essentially like you're all one at this higher level and you experience what that's like. And with this, and with these experiences, comes like these incredible states of, of bliss. And, like sometimes they're so intense, like I can't handle it, and I have to go back into my body. Like it feels like like I'm going to like lose myself. Like who I am is just going to explode and like never come back. Oh wow, it's, it's kind of like that.
0: Yeah, I, I was gonna say that's nothing that I can actually relate to at all. <laughs> that level of of bliss and, and, uh, experience. Cause like, it's, it's almost like you're experiencing everything all at once.
1: Yeah. You know, experiences like that sometimes are really hard to put into words, Yeah, but, uh, you know, I try, you know, I, I detail a lot of these experiences in my books and I, I try the best I can. It's something you really need to experience to truly
0: understand. So if, if someone's looking at getting into, or, or starting to do astral projection, where would you point them to like Start learning how to do it. Okay. Um, I mean, aside from my book. <laughs> yeah, aside from
1: your book. You know, I think the main part is practice. You know, what I did when I learned, I read one technique and I just gave it all I got. And in less than a week, you know, I was able to do it. And so, I talk to people who, who try for months and, and they're, they're still not able to do it. And there's basically this formula that I realized that I used to be successful. And so, you know, you need to have the, the right technique. You need to have the right mindset, which is, like, motivation and dedication and confidence, right? So if you go into it thinking, like, oh, this is so cool, but, like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it, that's no good. You know, you got to be confident, too. And so, yeah, I, I think those four aspects are all you need. And, you know, techniques, you can get them from anywhere, you know, my book, other books, the Internet, uh, YouTube. Uh, they're all over the place. But I think the most important part is like dedicated practice.
0: I guess that makes sense. It's kind of like uh, if you want to be good at anything, you got to practice uh, to make it work. And so. Yeah, exactly. It definitely sounds like a, something that you got to work at. Um, and you mentioned like meditation. So it seems like meditation is part of the way to get started. Yeah. Well, you basically have an
1: out-of-body experience uh, from meditation. So usually you you'll lie in bed. And you'll enter a meditative state. And what you just want to do is deepen that state to the point where your body actually falls asleep while keeping the mind awake. And the meditation is important, especially for keeping the mind awake. So usually you you want to have an active mind, you know, focus on on something um, just so it doesn't fall asleep with the body. You know, when I first started, I used the technique that you do from a fully waking state so you can do it during the day or at night you know when you go to bed this is actually the most difficult way because your body is tired so okay it can fall asleep rather easily perhaps you know especially at night yep but you know in that state your mind is also very tired and so the chances of your mind staying awake as your body falls asleep are much less but if you do it in the early morning let's say a couple hours before you usually wake up, after maybe five or six hours of sleep, that is the ideal time and the ideal state to do it. Because your body can usually fall asleep again pretty easily. You know, you wake up after five hours of sleep and you want to get some more sleep, usually you just fall right back to sleep. That's no problem. And you know, your body is also very relaxed at that time. So, you know, doing it from a fully waking state, your body isn't really relaxed. So, you know, it also takes uh, longer because of that. So in the morning, not only is your body in the ideal state, but your mind is too, because it's already gotten some rest. So it's much easier to keep awake as the body falls asleep. And so, you know, uh, the first time I ever projected from my body was at night, and it probably took 45 minutes of the entire meditation before mm-hmm. I was able to leave my body, whereas in the morning, I can do it sometimes in in a couple seconds of the meditation.
0: Wow, yeah, that's a big difference. I kind of get it though, like because when you wake up in the middle of the night or in the morning, uh, depending on when you go to bed, yeah, like you can fall asleep pretty quick. Your mind, you know, you're usually ready to go back to sleep. So I'm sure if you can hone that piece, it'd be a lot easier to to move at that point in time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you mentioned, uh, we've mentioned your book. Um, Where can people find your book?
1: You can find it on uh, Amazon. Um, You know, you just uh, do a search, uh, Vincent Field, uh, Astral Projection, it'll pop right up. The full name of the book is uh, Astral Projection and Lucid Dreaming Spiritual Revelations and Out of Body Experiences in Higher Dimensions. That is a very long title, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) that's not even all of it. Actually. (laughs) There's also uh, a complete guide to exploring non-physical reality tagged on at the end. (laughs) I I left that out, but it's a bit wordy.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I think it's a great title in itself. I've gotten a chance to read some of it. And I got to say some of the experiences that you've had are absolutely, I want to say crazy in its sense, because it's like you wouldn't expect that. I think the one, uh, the one, chapter title that has been the most intriguing is The Guide to Purgatory?
1: Yeah, that was a really interesting experience. That, that title is uh, is based off of one particular experience that is in that chapter.
0: Your guide, how to, to get to purgatory or how to experience purgatory?
1: It's not my guide. Actually, um, during one experience... I requested, I I think I requested to to meet, um, like, a a spirit guide. And I found myself in this dungeon, laboratory type place. And there was this this huge contraption, like, um, this spinning circular uh, piece of technology that seemed so futuristic. Almost like some kind of, like, I don't know, time machine or portal or something. There was this guy next to it. And this guy was wearing a suit and on the suit were these like esoteric symbols that were glowing, almost like glowing with like fire or something. And cool. and this guy was holding this huge book and this book, I saw the title and it was titled A Guide to Purgatory. And, and, you know, from that point I had this, this really long experience and, and this guy actually turned out to to guide me during this experience. Uh,
0: but yeah, that's, that's where the title came from, from that book I saw. Yeah. That's, that's kind of cool. It kind of, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy. I mean, in, in the broadest of sense in that avenue. So,
1: and you know, what, what else is interesting is that, you know, who knows, maybe you could consider the actual projection, uh, the actual dimension to be like a kind of, uh, purgatory perhaps, like it's not quite like heaven and it's
0: not quite hell it's more of a neutral zone yeah yeah and that and that makes sense like it's uh, the sense of wandering right the sense of not being in one or the other it's the kind of the in between world in that uh in that sense yeah right yeah I just want to hey I want to uh thank you for coming on and and uh and hanging out with us. Can you, can they find you on any, uh, social media places that you, that you interact with, with, uh, fans and, and readers?
1: Um, you know, I'm pretty, uh, quiet on those, but you know, I will say that I'm currently writing my second book. So, um, it should be out next year. Keep an eye out for that.
0: Yeah, we'll do. Definitely will do. And you guys uh, are listeners. You can find us on uh, Facebook at uh, Cold Spot Paranormal Research or Paranormal Peeps Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at CPR Paranormal and on Instagram at Cold Spot underscore paranormal underscore research. And as always, stay ghosty, my peeps. Thank you for listening to the Paranormal Peeps Podcast. You can find us on social media at Twitter at CPR Paranormal, on Facebook at Paranormal Peeps Podcast and Cold Spot Paranormal Research. And you can find us on Instagram at ColdSpot underscore Paranormal underscore Research.